to Breaking Down Bits, a conversation about great comedy bits with the comedians who wrote and performed them. Welcome to Breaking Down Bits. I'm Brian Gendron. Hey, I'm Drew Jordan, and we are glad to be back. Uh, it's been just a minute since our last podcast, but things are still rolling over here, popping off some great shows at the Riot. Um, and we actually have, uh, you know, we'll get to our guest here in just a minute. We had a, a chance to perform with this guy, and it had, had an awesome weekend of shows. So if you're in Houston or you're making your way through Houston, and you enjoy comedy, swing by, catch a show at the Riot. Always a good time. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. So I guess we're going to call this season five that we're kicking off right now, which is cool. We made it. We're doing it. Uh, a couple things about the show. If you've listened before or maybe you haven't, uh, what we do most Thursdays, almost every Thursday, like clockwork. Did I say Thursday? Tuesday. We do <laughs> uh, every Tuesday, like clockwork. We do our online open mic 9 p.m. Eastern. Usually we have comics from all over the country, sometimes all over the world. We work on jokes, we make each other laugh, and we all grow as comedians. So if that's something you might be interested in, please consider joining us. All you have to do is send us an email at breakingdownbits at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media at breakingdownbits, and uh, we'll try to get you up. Yeah, uh, we have a fun time every time just working new bits, getting some great feedback from comics. Uh, super valuable stuff, and you get to work with comics all over uh, the nation and sometimes all over the globe, depending on uh, the week. So that's been uh, super fun. Hop in there. Let's do it. Uh, also, go back and listen to all of our past episodes. If you haven't already, so many good episodes in there. You can find all everything on BreakingDownBits.com, uh, especially our last episode that we did with Dustin Nickerson. Really fun episode, especially for comics who are at that level where they're they're really trying to break through. They've got a lot of material. I thought it was, it was great. You know, maybe you're five five years in or something like that. Comics of that of that tenure really appreciated this episode. What was your uh, callback? Yeah, I think that one thing that was really fun about uh, yeah Dustin Nickerson was that it kind of felt like, I mean, he, he's doing very well for himself, but um, only because of his hard work. Like, it's not because he's been handed a bunch of Comedy Central specials and he's, you know, he's he's really grinded it out, which I think gives um, the co the comics and may maybe some who are listening to this podcast some some encouragement to go like, look, you can make your own way. And I think part of that, he really dives into uh, something I'm super interested in is like YouTube strategy uh, and social media strategy. And, um, you know, he, he really encouraged, you know, and encourages all comics to not be too married to material and to get out there and post it, post clips. Don't be worried if people have seen your comedy because your jokes should be and hopefully are always evolving you're always getting better. You're always adding tags. So even if they know a couple of your jokes, uh, it's not going to ruin your show. It's not going to sink your ship as a performer just because some people have seen your jokes. If you're in the stage of trying to grow fans, you shouldn't be afraid uh, of posting content. You have to do it. You really don't have another option unless you have someone like Comedy Central or, or some big brand or something like blasting your, your stuff out there this that's the way to do it 
don't be worried about it. Just, uh, you know, be consistent and, uh, and share that content so people can, can see who you are. Yeah. That was his, his main message was just consistency. He called himself like a farmer. So he's like, every Tuesday I put out a new podcast episode every Sunday, I put out a new clip. And that's kind of like what we, when we started this show, uh, having that, developing that relationship with your fans and with your audience and developing that trust that that content is going to come out. And then of course, whenever he's in a city near them, they're going to come out and see his show. And then he talked about having, having merch and, and maximizing the dollars that he gets from each fan when he sees them. So, I mean, just so as if you couldn't tell from, from Jews, uh, you, you hit basically everything drew that. <laughs> so it was hard for me to well, find something else in there, but I added a little bit to what you said. So check that episode out, check out all of our episodes, breaking down bits.com. I think that brings us to where we can bring in our guest. Yeah, let's Francisco Ramos is a Los Angeles comedian originally from Venezuela. He's a touring comic known for his appearances on Shameless, Angie Tribeca, and Netflix's Lady Dynamite. He was also a top 10 finalist on Last Comic Standing. Francisco has been featured as a voice actor in the movie Rio and on Victor and Valentino on Cartoon Network. He also directed and co-wrote Zoo Animals and has a stand-up special, both available now on HBO Max. Hey, Francisco. Hey, what's up? This is a nice intro, man. Look at the breaking bad stuff. So like, you should have finished. He's like, and now he's dealing meth. <laughs> Live from his meth lab. In California. Yeah. <laughs> he's making more money in a week than he did his whole career. Wow. <laughs> Well, thanks for doing the show. We, we obviously just had you on the riot. So it was uh, here in Houston. So it's good to keep the relationship going and uh, and talk comedy, man. That's one thing that I, I noticed. I'm like, man, if, uh, picking you up from the airport, you just love talking about the business. And that's what we do here. So, yep. Let's yeah, do it. it. And definitely just want to say um, from the other from the other comics and everyone in the room, uh, you are one of the nicest people ever <laughs> to work with. Like it's so it's, it kind of is a breath of fresh air sometimes to, to work with a comic who is, is free to, you know, just chat give feedback, talk, talk stuff in the back room. That's kind of what this podcast was kind of built around. Whenever the pandemic started, we, we didn't have those green room hangs anymore. And so yeah. this was our opportunity to kind of like rub shoulders with people who are further along the path than ourselves. So one, thanks for coming and doing the show. Thanks for being the kind of guy who's, uh, open to chat about comedy and, and business and stuff like that. And, and thanks for, uh, for doing it publicly on the podcast today. No, thanks. I appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I, 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 when I started, you know, like few people, like kind of like gave any advice or, or what's friendly in the beginning. And I'm like, and that's one thing that I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. I want to help as much as I can, you know? And I always say, it's like, look, I'm, I'll give you the, stuff that I went through and hopefully that helps you. And, you know, cause this whole journey, as we know, is different from everybody. You know, we cannot, you cannot duplicate anything. So, but I think when you talk about experiences, maybe it's this, somebody's going to help somebody. Like when I hear something, you know, they hear something that I did that might help somebody not make the same mistake or, or get faster to whatever they want to get to, you know? Yeah, it was super helpful, especially because this weekend we did, it was my very first kind of corporate um, event ever. 
And so your your feedback before that event and and your experience there was was super valuable before I stepped on stage. So thanks thanks for that. That was a fun experience, and you crushed that show. It was super fun. Thanks. Yeah. No. It was. Uh, those are always interesting. You know, like that. I mean, everything that's not a show that's not in a comedy club like you guys do, like your shows. It's always like uh, it's weird. You know, like because people think like comedy can be done anywhere. You know, they always think like ah, like we're like. You know, like we just do it like right in the sidewalk, you know, I mean, you know, like it just no. I mean, like I always say, like, if you take out the mic, I mean, you're literally just one crazy guy just talking on the street. You know, that's what it is. So it's like so people don't realize that. So it's very and then and I get that it's easy to put a comedy show, but like put in, a, you know, even a corner when it's a show that it's not even in a place that they're not ready for comedy. You know, those stuff are really tough. And like sometimes as a comic, you just got to do it because obviously you're doing it for the money because most of the times you do those for the money, you know, and like, and you just got to do your thing. And then you just realize like, look, they're not, you know, just kind of sometimes you just got to like push through it and do your thing and get out and, you know, and, and it's fine because we have to do those things in order to pay the bills so we can do the stuff that we want to do. So something, you know, and that's going to happen throughout life, you know, even, and even, the bigger you are, I think you're still going to have to do those things. The thing is like, then they get much better and they pay you much more, but they're yeah. still not good in a way. I mean, they're never going to be good. Even if you have to do a wedding and they pay you a million dollars, it's still a wedding. You know, you still got to like, it's not going to be set up for a comedy show. You can't do the material that you want to do. You got to do some other stuff. So it's like, you know, but that's yeah. a, that's the thing. Yeah. It's a little bit of a curveball, um, but yeah, like that, that's a hey. If you can get those things, they obviously pay better than your standard, you know, yeah. show up and do do some time at a comedy show. So yeah, that's, yeah, no, uh, you have to. I think I mean you have to. I think those all my life I've done shows that like I've been talking about from corporates to colleges to crews to private gig, you know, from like which are again they're not always uh, because. The thing, the main factor is that they're never, when people go like, for example, to go see your show, they're there because they want to go see the show and they want to laugh and they're paying for an experience. When you go, when you're doing other, all those other gigs, they're not, you're not the main point or the main, you know, so like, yeah. so uh, that's no matter how you, great you put it. Yeah. If they're there for a cruise or you're just part of the entertainment, they're not there to see you. You know, so like you, so if for a private show, you're there, you know, or a corporate, you're there for a little bit because they're putting different events so they can entertain the employees, but all the employees are just when I get drunk, you know, and you know, so it's like <laughs> you're just basically, uh, well, you know, just stopping them from drinking more, you know, so it's <laughs> like, so all this is so you have to realize that. And I think the more you realize that, the more it does, you don't take it personal and then you can just do the thing and don't, don't care, you know. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up cruises because Nickerson talked about the four C's corporates, colleges, Ooh. cruises, and churches. That's the four thing. The four <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I don't think I've done a church. That's, that's when I, no. I know. I think maybe, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I have, I don't know. But, but, but yeah, but that's fun. Yeah, it's true. Those are all the, the same ones. Yeah. But it's, a, but you're right. It's about the expectation and having that, that expectation 
uh, having the expectation it's going to be a comedy show uh, just makes for a better audience. And uh, I think with our yeah. corporate, the, the way we did it, because we did it, got to do it on our, our turf, we got to do it on our terms. And I, th- I think that made it go really it's well. much made, made it a much better show because you already, just even the setup of the whole room, that makes it a better show because they, you know, just the lights off, the good mic, good sounds, good, you know, everything that just gives a huge thing. Because sometimes when you're doing a corporate, you're doing in there. You know, like you're playing at home and then now you got to play away and they're like, you, you know, you got to do it in some, some, you know, they don't have a good mic or the light, the sound's not that good. They don't have a stage or whatever, you know, so it's all this stuff that makes it even harder than what it is. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, and that is what you said about the expectations. Yeah. One thing, the first time I did a college, I realized, I mean, I got there and I, and there was like, you know, like 20 kids or something. And I felt like horrible because my mom going like, wow, they, they don't like me. They didn't come to. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's college. shows, not, but, you know, like it, it doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. you're just you're just an event for them to do. You know, yeah. they're not paying for it. They're nothing. So it's like, there's no, it's nothing personal. You know what I mean? Like you just got to do your thing. And if they're and then that's it. the people that are there, great. And you'll have fun. But like doesn't matter if it's 20 or 200 people it's the same thing in a way you know yeah well in in kind of creating that little intro video and i I dug into your bio a little more and and you've done a lot of really interesting stuff would you mind kind of like backing up and talking about how you started in comedy and like the major breaks and opportunities that you got along the way that kind of brought you to where you are now yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I major in finance and international business, so uh, I was doing nothing with comedy. I made, I graduated uh, in the University of Maryland. I worked for two years, and but once, even when I before like my last semester, that's when I started thinking. I was like, "Ooh, I don't like this. This is weird." And I so while I was working for those two years in D.C. in, in Virginia, I was uh, that's when I had like my realization. Like, I gotta find what I like. And the passion and always everything always led to comedy and and that's what led me to then move to LA, which is where I started. I mean I took improv classes in DC, but I never did any stand up and and I and I actually moved to LA to keep doing improv, but then I started doing stand up. So yeah, I mean after that I, I but here I work for I still work at an investment firm for like four or five years. And while I was doing that, I worked at the comedy store as a door guy, uh, which is a thing that you, you know, it's a way to, that's, to me, I would say that was my master's, you know, <laughs> and I didn't take a ma- an MBA, but that was my master's in comedy because that's how I learned to be a comedian in those two years that I was there until I got passed as a pay regular at the comedy store. And, um, and I was doing that. And then, you know, while I was working, the one big thing that happened, I got a, I got the part in uh, a voice part in the, in this animated movie called Rio where I, uh, and that one was just like, I mean, like I got it with literally, I was still working at the investment firm. I, uh, my friend of mine that, that was a comic, he's like, he recommended me to the casting director. So I went to the cat, you know, to the audition while I was working, I was like, I gotta go to the doctor. So I went over there <laughs> and I, uh, and I auditioned. I had not, I had no idea. I didn't have an agent, man. I had no idea what I was doing. And, you know, and then they called me back again. And then, and then finally I got it. And like, 
And that was cool because it got, well, this is a big, you know, it was a big movie with big, uh, you know, celebrities, but also like it got me my first uh, agents and my first, uh, you know, and uh, got SAG. I got into SAG and all this stuff and my first big credit and something. That, so that was a very big thing for me because I was like, oh, cool. That I, I always like because I was when I came, I was like. I want to know if I'm good. Like I want to worry if I, because if I, I was always, I've always been very realistic, even more to the negative side of it, where I'm like, if I saw it come out, you know, kind of thing. But this one, like a big thing to tell me, okay, man, I'm, I'm good at this, you know? And then, then I got passed at the comedy store. That was another big thing. Cause I was like, oh wow. Okay. I got passed at the comedy store. Then, you know, yeah. and then, um, and then, yeah. And then I, and then I did last comic standing, which was also cool because it kind of like, uh, uh let me be you know do stand up the first time on tv which is a different thing than doing it live it's just all this so i learn all that stuff and then i've gotten just you know stuff that i've gotten to just like then the acting parts started coming up you know so like shameless and lady dynamite and you know and then uh and then hentified on netflix uh, so all these little things i've been you know it's crazy because i always say people like it's never you never know. You just gotta like. It's just a. It's like building a resume of stuff, and you never know what's gonna hit. And 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 that's the reality. I mean, you just gotta keep. It all works for experiences, and you just gotta keep doing. And you never. But one thing that I learned, and that I want to share, is that never uh, pick something that you are gonna regret or that you don't want to do. Doesn't matter how big it is, because or how small it is, because now with like TikTok and you know and everything like. One thing can make you like famous or can get you like, you know, in there or, or known or whatever. So like make sure that it's something that you're that you that you want to do it because it's like if you're like, let's say you do a joke or whatever, some character that that you that you're like, eh, I don't. And then now that's the thing that people hire you or that people know you and you yeah. you're going to for the next year, you have to repeat that same line, you know, or that same thing. It's like make sure that something that you're like. Have, because you're gonna get tired no matter what, even even if it's something that you like, you know. But like, so I always say like, and I learned that early on. I did something that I did a, a stand-up show that I knew wasn't. I even at that when I was at that point, I knew like it was it wasn't gonna come out good. But I still, I, you know, I didn't have the balls to say no. I don't want to do it. So I did. I still do it. And it came out. It was just it just didn't look good. It just it wasn't a good representation of what I wanted to do. And and then I and that I learned I'm like okay yeah never do stuff uh, you know uh, that that you it doesn't matter like it could be because I done little projects that hey, I don't mind and I done also little other little projects that are crappy and you know in there you know they're not good but like but I think you sh one thing I learned yeah especially with now with the in how the social media is like make sure you do anything that you do even a tweet you know it's got to be something that's like that hey make sure that uh, that you want to follow up on that you know you don't want to be like oh why did i do that you know and for the rest of your life you're like larry the cable guy or something really you know? yeah i mean like this or did i do you know steve urkel whatever blues yeah. clues you Justin know diamond yeah the track yeah does it screech you know the, yeah man i mean and that's i mean that's the thing i think it's like you have to like and that doesn't i mean because you again you never know what you're gonna do so make sure that when you when you're oh I'm gonna be this guy okay cool I understand that doesn't mean that you're gonna be able that you can do other stuff but I think you have to understand it too like be don't, and don't get mad when you don't get booked for 
or people don't see you that way. Like, for example, Dustin Diamond is a good example. Like, like he, I mean, I think he went the other way where he started being like, Stan, like, hey, I do porn, you know, because like to kind of be like, I'm not a nerd. I'm like, dude, nobody's going to ever see you as the hot, you know, lead guy. That's just not going to happen. I mean, in, I mean, so embrace what, who you are and they, maybe you will, you know what I mean? Maybe you eventually you get so popular, then you can do that. You know what I mean? But like, I think you have to embrace, you know, like what you got and then be like, oh, okay, I'm going to be this part for now. That doesn't mean that's not going to define me, but, but I have to still, you know, that's what I say. Like if you, and if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. Say no. It's, you know? it's kind of it's kind of contradictory advice, and it's okay that it is to like Liz Mealy, who was just here in Houston as well. She said, "Say yes to everything because you never know where it's going to lead." So you got I don't know. You but that's sort of thing. You do have to say yes, but like be be okay with what happens after you say yes. That's sure. my thing. Yeah, right. don't I don't I don't yeah I think it's I mean I'm, I guess explain it better is like no that means especially when you're starting and even. Like you cannot be like, oh, I'm just gonna do this and that's it. No, that doesn't. I'm, that's not what I'm trying to say. You do have to say yes, say, say. But again, just be. But if it's something that really that you don't like and you're just doing it because you feel peer pressure or whatever, then don't do it. That's my point. But yeah, but you have to say you can't just be arrogant and be like, I'm the star. I just want to do this. I'm like, yeah. You have to say yes to a lot of stuff and. And then, and then also use it for what it is. I'm using this for, you know, to get pay or I'm using this to get experience or I'm using this to meet people, whatever it is. Or I'm using for, I'm going to do the small part so people can see that I act, whatever it is, you know, I think, yeah. So I do agree with, you know, saying yes, but again, be then don't get mad when you get big out of that, that you say yes. And now it's like, uh, well, you, you say yes. So now take it, you know? Yeah, there's a it's a double sided uh, a coin for sure. If you if something you don't love, when we talked to Aristotle Georgeson, who is Blake Vapes, he created this this kind of dude bro persona, and it mm -hmm. just blew up on the internet. And uh, luckily, he's he has fun with it. He enjoys yeah. it. Yeah. Imagine if he created a character on a one off thing, and it blew up. And now he's like, oh god, every day. Now, I have to wake yes. up. If he hated that, that would be torture. <laughs> that's what I mean, and that's exactly what I mean. It's like say yes to stuff, but like yeah, but make sure that you're happy with the yeah. <laughs> with if something blows up, then yeah, because you don't want to be like doing something that you hate. Because yeah. that's and I that's what and I actually that's why when I started doing. Twitter, I mean, not Twitter, TikTok. I, uh, I, in the beginning, I was like, ah, I don't want to do this dances. I don't, I'm mean, like, first of all, that's all for like kids. So I feel like a, like the weird guy in a, in a, in a middle school dance going like, hey, what's up, kids? It's like, who the hell are you, you old man? Get the fuck out of here. But like, <laughs> so like for me, I, I kind of didn't know what to do. And I was, I was like, but I don't want to do that because I just don't want to, I don't like that. And yeah. then I just, then I later, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to start posting clips of my stand up. And then that really kind of blew, I mean, got me followers and people. And that's it. And now I tell people, like, again, for, for uh, TikTok, when people go like, oh, that's just for kids. It's like, yeah, but like, but you can still use it to you how you want to use it. So put stuff that you want to do, whatever it is. If it's you doing a character because you want to do that character, fine. If you want to do some clips of stand-up, whatever it is. But like, but something that you're still like, because to me, like, again, if I get really very famous of one of those clips, it's stand-up. So that means people are going to come. They know who I am. Or if I get famous of a character that I did that I like, 
because I did it, I created it. I don't mind that because that means, hey, okay, it's a cool character that I like. I don't mind doing that if that becomes like a show or whatever, you know, I'm fine with that too. So, yeah. So I think it's, uh, so I think it's very, yeah, you have to just be aware of what you do. That's the only, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Now, when you got to LA, did you, um, extend your 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 acting training with classes or or did you really book that stuff just based off your improv experience from the past uh it's a good question yeah no the voiceover stuff i did that was just off like completely just you know improvising as i was going i never did any voiceover i never have done any voiceover stuff like that and i got it just out of that uh with acting um yeah, I mean, I think the the the, the parts that I got after I, when I've got acting, I've taken acting class and stuff like that. I do, I do say wish. I mean, it's weird because like, I wish I would have taken more acting classes as I was doing stand up, especially when I was working in in the investment firm because I could pay for them and it would have been you know like nice, you know. <laughs> but like, uh, but I remember, but I just literally just went full a hundred percent in stand up. So, mm -hmm. so like, which in a way got me where to where I am, you know, cause I concentrated on one thing. Yeah. So, uh, but I do, but I think with acting classes, yeah. I mean, I still take him right now. Like I have acting class tomorrow, you know, and like, uh, I still take, I mean, acting to me is something that you definitely need to take and need to keep going. I don't think, yeah. uh, I don't think acting, it's not like stand up to me, stand up. Uh, you, I don't, if you want to take one acting class, uh, uh, to or like one little course that's just to tell you the basics and then so it gets you the first time on stage and that's it fine i i, I don't mind but then that's it you don't need any more classes you just need to go to open mics and that's it and then meet people and all that, and then do it that way i don't because i don't you cannot teach first first of all you cannot teach funny so and you cannot teach also the stuff of being a stand-up which is being in the moment and dealing with like an audience you know that's something that that you cannot do acting is different because acting you don't need an audience you could literally act by yourself and if nobody's watching you or the cameras watch you know it's more about you but there's mm -hmm. techniques and stuff that you need that you need to learn and practice in order to get you to that you know to that then to whatever you want to do so i think with acting class i if you want to somebody if once people want to act you know i think that's a must you yeah you have to take same thing with voiceover stuff like I've been learning now, like I taken, I think I took like one voiceover class and stuff like that. And that's sort of, it's another technique that you have to do, you know, like whatever you want to do, if you want to do commercials, if you want to do a voice, you know, especially if you're good at voices, you got to know how to use them. You know, that's other, that's another thing that you should definitely take a class, you know, or because you have to learn the basics of like, or of just to be professional, because if you send something, if you go to an acting audition or you go to a class, or to uh, you know, or send something. You have to sound professional. If you don't, people are gonna be like, "Ah, he's green." Bye. Which it happened to me. I auditioned for, for uh, what's his name? James Can? No, no, uh, uh, James. Uh, the guy from um, Cameron Crow. Uh, okay. It was for that movie Zoo. Zoo something. I forget. I, we bought a zoo. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah. I auditioned. Remember, that was still very, uh, or uh, like earliest. I think, I think I was still working at that investment firm. I think I haven't taken any acting class or anything like that. And, and yeah, and I, and it was a small part, but I, I auditioned and I think that the, the, then the cast, uh, whatever, who the casting director, who they told me like, yeah, he was still, he was too green, which 
mm-hmm. and that and then uh, yeah i was great i didn't know what the hell i was doing i mean so it's like you cannot hire somebody that like like that yeah well don't don't feel bad i don't think drew or i saw that movie so <laughs> yeah no i mean it was yeah and it was like uh it was literally like uh like a small like a reporter or something but but again my thing it was like for acting you do need it i need to know you need to know all that stuff in order to mm-hmm. to get because th- it's again it's is a different skill that you need to know how to do. And also for people to trust you that are hiring you to know that you're going to be able to do it when you're on set, you know? I think that must come in handy on standup too, because you have an extra level of awareness or, you, or a heightened level of awareness and stage presence, I would think. Uh, well, you know what? It, I actually, for me, it's actually took me different. Like it took me a while for me to change from standup to acting because with standup, I was you know, it's all, it's literally like this. Uh, stand-up is you're doing the whole movie. You have to do the acting, you have to do the writing, you have to produce, and you have to do the lights, sound, everything. With So you have to do a lot. So you're moving, and especially me, I'm very, uh, before, even before when I started, I was more physical and more energetic and more like that. But with, with acting, you're just doing one part of the whole thing. So you don't have to do too much. <laughs> so when I first started, I was just doing too much. And people mm-hmm. like, whoa, because, and it makes sense because when you're in a camera and the camera's here and you're doing all this shit, it doesn't look good. You got to be still, you got to do you, and, and it's all about feeling instead of like doing, you know, and like, and that's why it took me a while because, and another thing too, that was weird for me is because with this, with acting, you got to kind of like being, you don't, even if somebody's not watching, you still got to do your stuff. We stand mm-hmm. up is it's no we do we're the we're the opposite. If somebody's not watching it or not, you know, we're gonna I, especially me, I'm gonna go like, hey, what's up? You know, like I'm gonna point it out. So that's also very hard because it's kind of like contradictory <clears throat> to what you know as a stand up. People like, oh, I cannot say anything, but with acting, you know, so it's very. It was in the beginning, it was very annoying to like have somebody not look at me or not knowing that I'm not doing stuff and I cannot get out of the the part to say, Hey, what's up? Come on. You know, cause that can, cause that's with standup you can do it and you can get laughs and you can get back into the set with acting. You cannot do that. So, so yeah. Yeah. And your improv skills really showed this last weekend because, uh, you know, the, the late show on Saturday night was a pretty ruckus, uh, kind of crowd, a little, there was a little, uh, yeah. a few people in the audience who were just, um, uh, maybe a little tipsy and then yeah. would love to just shout out random things. And that's the fun thing about stand up. You know, you handled that so well. You're so playful. Uh, you, you rolled with those punches. And I think that, I mean, one probably just comes from your stand up experience, but probably your improv skills really support that as well because you're, you're prepared and you kind of expect the unexpected from the audience in a sense. So you're always ready. Yeah. And I think the more you do stand up, the more you realize it's kind of like, yeah, you gotta have obviously you have your set, but you cannot get you cannot get stick. You can stick to that set or to the script, let's yeah. say. Like you gotta like, if something happens, you gotta go with it and roll with it. And if it's funny, keep going roll with it because that's probably gonna get more laughs than your bits at that moment. Yeah. You know. So so yeah, and I think I always like to, and I always like to make the audience, you know, depending on what I'm doing, but like interact a little bit in a way you know so i don't mind i mean when it gets like that then you do it's kind of like it's, it's funny because like when they're very quiet i kind of like 
talk to them to kind of like get them out of their shell in a little bit or whatever, or just to work on a, or to me bring up a bit. But when it's what it was Saturday, which is where like they were in the offensive where they were throwing <laughs> stuff out, yeah. that's where you got to kind of like react to stuff. And then that's where you react to like, you know, whatever they do. And that's where you, yeah, you really have to be in the moment or whatever. Don't think about your bits or kind of like just literally react to the what's happening, you know, and then the more you do it, the more you can tie out stuff to to your bits or to your material. You're like, oh, you can little call it back or whatever. And mm-hmm. so it is. Uh, it's definitely that's all experience. I mean, that's really, it, it, it really what it is. But I just say like, don't stick, especially when you're starting. You go like, oh, I gotta do my material, and like, no, you gotta like if something does happen, address it. Especially with stand up, you know. Like, uh, so that's where I think the 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 improv of it just really works you know you said something that was really interesting to me uh you said that your your comedy has gotten less physical than when it used when you started uh and i'm trying to find ways to make mine more physical mm. am i heading in the wrong direction uh, no 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 i i think no. i do it i think it's like it just matters on like who you i, I actually because my thing was like when i first started you know we all start with one thing that we just that makes us that makes people laugh and then you stick to that. So it's like, oh, I'm going to, so for me, it was the physicality, like my, you know, like being crazy with the body or faces and stuff like that. But there was no substance to it. You know what I mean? So I'm, it's like that also, and like, if you keep doing that, it also gets you just far enough. You got to keep, you know, and then what I realized is like, oh, I got to, I can't just do comedy. I can just do physical. I got to have some substance to it as well, because then, then that makes the bit even stronger when you can have a really funny bit that's written and then add the act out of it then if, 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 wow it just i learned that from watching uh chapelle when he would go to the comedy store and just like the way i mean I, like the way he's just kind of like chilling just saying and then he gets up and does like something to act it out and makes it even funnier and then goes back to his story and whatever so like and also when you become a headliner, when you're doing headlining gigs, you cannot be, I don't think, I mean, I don't know if another comic does this, but you cannot be 45 minutes, an hour of, of a hundred percent energy, physical air. It's too much. You know, even a crowd be like, all right, this is, it's kind of like, even like, like a rock band, like a heavy metal band. Fuck. They even have fucking slow songs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they can't just be like, bah, 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 like fuck, the whole fucking hour. be like, all right, bro, I got to take a break. So like, so I think, but for you, Brian, I think it's like the opposite. It's like, if you feel that you can add more or you feel comfortable being physical, yeah, slowly, because it's all tools for us to, to make, you know, like for me, like I always knew that I was funny with who I am and how I look or whatever it is or how I talk. Am I, so my thing, I learned, oh, I need to work on my writing more. You know, I was like, let me focus more on my writing, keep writing better. And, and because that's what I'm, I know I can get laughs of just being physical, but again, so for you, if you know, like, Hey, I know I can be funny as a, you know, doing physical stuff, keep working on that because that's just going to complement your writing and the bits, you know? There reminds me of Catherine Martinez, Drew. Uh, she talked about going to clown college and they take away like your one skill that you're really good at. So in Francisco's case, it was it was the moving around. Yeah. And then to just just tell jokes to take away that strength of yours to, to make you stronger overall. Yes. As a comic. 
Yes. And also I learned because you can always go back to the physical stuff. That's easy. You know, that's there, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's actually, I actually learned, it actually cemented the idea that I don't have to be, is when I had this knee surgery and I had, and I went back to do stand up while I was still in my crutches and stuff like that. And I had to sit down obviously. And I still, I need, I still great laughs and I still got the, the, the bits work and everything. I was just sitting down. And to me, that really cemented the idea of like, oh, yeah, I don't, I really don't need to be physical, like if I don't have to, you know, you yeah. know, and again, it just, it makes it, it's also cool when you're like st still or whatever, and then something comes out physical, makes a funny thing, and then you can go back to the thing. Because I feel like with stand up, it's kind of like, again, you're directing the whole thing. So mm -hmm. if you're directing, you got to be like, even kill, even kill, and then you can go into the stages of like crazy, sad, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then you always go back to the middle, you know? And if, because if you're just doing crazy all the time, it's too much. If you're doing sad all the time, it's too much. If you're yeah. doing too still all the time, it's too much. And, and with stand up to me, you got to have the whole package. I mean, if you real to be a true successful stand up, I feel that, like, because I mean, I think some people are just, you know, you see them, they're like, oh man, this person feels more like a writer than a, than mm -hmm. a than a stand because you still gotta perform you know yeah. and that's why i tell people whenever they start comedy it's like hey focus more on being comfortable on stage than the writing you know yeah that's a great that's a great tip if you see that you kind of major in one area you know make sure that you're giving your audience the entire spectrum of of what they could see at a at a stand-up performance whether it be physical impressions you know, stoic jokes, just give them every, give them a taste of everything if you can, maybe. And, and speaking yeah. of writing, one thing we always get into on this podcast and it's answer it any way that you want. It's an open-ended question. Um, but how does Francisco Ramos write comedy? Ha. I write, uh, it's funny cause I write very, all my things. I'm very visual. I'm a very visual learning. Like I, I have a photographic memory. I do like, even when I'm writing my bits i remember the bits on how i because of how i wrote it you know mm -hmm. like what like where to go you know so like but so then that i write comedy in very ways that is very that it, anything can be filmed or sh like i write like a movie like a like mini shorts or mini movies or mini that's all my bits are always like mm -hmm. if if they would if somebody would act that up them out it would work you know yeah. it, all my bits are like that you know mm -hmm. uh it's just like, it's just the way that I write and the way that I feel comfortable, the way that I think, you know, like I'm not at all like a wordsmith where I'm like, I just say the thing, you know, you know, so, so when I write, I'm always thinking it's something that is so visually, I imagine visually something. And that's how I'm like, I, th I get, I get the idea and then writing actually, I actually, so I write the idea and then. I, what I do when I test it out, I try to test out a premise or something or, or whatever the main idea is in a, in a show and see if I get like, you know, like a response from the crowd and then a call. Okay. And then if that's the case, then I, then I go back and then I actually write the bit. And when I write, I write the whole thing. I write word for word. I, 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 I just, that's my thing too. I like to write like, Hey, you know, like, like literally like the and an and the period and like and then then i write it and then you go back and practice and then obviously i always write too much so then i start 
taking down and then you start and then you slowly start taking off like cutting the fat you know and that's and then which is what you want to get to so then you don't say extra words and you just say the words enough which is that's i got that from seinfeld all right or i learned that from seinfeld because that's what he does he's a he's a war he just economize the words anything that he says it's for a purpose you know so you yeah. write your you write yours in full sentences. Uh, yeah. I tend to I write I write mine in stanzas. Is that a, is that the word, Drew? I don't know. What's stanzas? Like like poetry, like, like a stanza. Oh, phrases more. Yeah, more like phrases, like how I would say it, and I just, it. I go down faster if that makes sense. Oh, I think, okay. I yeah, and I think that's whatever whatever works for you. I mean, there's people that just like don't write and just write the word, you know, like let's say you know cats, and they just then then that that reminds them of the whole thing. For me, I like to write it because, again, because for me, it's just uh, I need to find like, like, okay, this is the premise. How can and then how can I shorten the premise or how can I make the premise more understandable, you know, and then I go into the the tag or the punchline and the tags. And so I like to it's kind of like a formula, you know, like like math. So it's like I need to see it. Because again, I'm a visual learner. I'm a visual, so I like I need to see it for them, for men then to make all these changes, you know. And um, because I tried it, I tried it when I just go and not, not have the idea clear, and I just go and do something, and just it just doesn't work. I need to have a clear idea. I need to have a thing like what I'm saying, what I'm not saying, you know. I, for mm-hmm. me, and same thing with acting. Like it's hard for me. Like obviously, I act better when I know what the whole thing is better than like just go and you know and do it without what's you know like without too much preparation i like more preparation than less that's what i'm trying to say i guess yeah now that you say that about your bits i'm thinking about the ones that we got to hear this weekend and i'm thinking like man you're right a lot of your your bits would make wonderful little sketches or animated you know stuff like stuff like that it all kind of like yeah you're very visual I, i wasn't really thinking about that when I was just enjoying your performance, but that's very true. You're, you are, you write very visual uh, bits that, that yes. add to the experience because I can see it in my head while you're telling me the story. Yeah. Yeah. And I did that because I, I learned that or I learned to write that way because of what I said before I started, when I started doing standup, it was just vis- It's just physical stuff. So I was like, okay, how can I connect both? I know I can make people laugh physically with my face or with my reactions or whatever and then that's why the visual thing works because when i'm saying the bit then i can act them out and i can use my physicality that makes people laugh so that even elevates the bit because a lot of the bits that i write too like if you see them in the paper they're sometimes they're like i don't get this or you don't see the punch you know like there's it's not like a like a well thought out joke that you go like oh i can see the laugh right here yeah, but yeah. but then but I know like oh I know this is gonna be funny because of the way that I say it. I'm gonna mm-hmm. this is gonna be funny because of the face I'm gonna put or the pause I'm gonna have or how I'm gonna yell here. You know, so yeah. I make so I get laughs out of just delivery than than the right. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. and that's why I feel like to me that's there's a whole thing before a while back about like a. It was like uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock and um, and Louis C.K. and uh, yeah. Ta- ta- talking funny, talking yeah. funny. Remember yeah. that? And where Chris and Jerry go, and they go like, "Who did they? 
they come to see you or they come to see the bits. And Chris Rock was saying they come to see you. And I agree with him. I feel more like they, because it's just the way somebody says it sometimes. It's like, that's fun. Not, I mean, obviously the bit has to be funny, but people sometimes when I see the, the person doing it, you know, yeah. and the way that they talk and the way that they yell and the way, you know, like, so for me, it's, it's a combination of both, but it's more about like, that's why people that like, you go like, how this, sometimes we're like, oh, how this person, I don't get their funny, but I understand why people like him because the way that they're doing it, you know? And like, because again, it's not sometimes about the written, because the written, you know, joke or whatever, you know, so you also have to be, that's why I said people in the beginning, you gotta learn how to be funny without the crappiest bit, you know? Cause I remember I started one bit. There was one bit that I would, that I always remember that I did the first time it was called, uh, how to make a man happy. And then like, it was like, oh, there, sorry. No, there was like, there's instructions for how to make tea, which to me, it was like, take out the tea and pour it in hot water and enjoy. And I was like, that's so stupid. That's like making instructions on how to make a guy happy. <laughs> like take his pants off, suck his dick. That was a bit. <laughs> but it was, I mean, I remember while people were laughing at it, I remember at that point going like, this is such, so stupid. Like it's not funny, but then I, I was like, if people are laughing at this, then I'm on to something because if people are laughing at such a stupid bit, then that means it's me. It's not the bit. You know mm. what I mean? And I think that's what you have to, that's why I tell people like when you do stand up, don't care so much about the precious bit because you could write the funniest thing, but if you don't know how to say it, people are not going to laugh. People are not going to laugh. You know, and so you gotta mm -hmm. learn how to be, how to, and that's why I said you gotta you gotta be the person that's the funniest person when you're with your friends, like when you're not, when you're chilly or whatever, and you're making people laugh. That's the person that has to be on stage. You know. Yeah. So when it comes to um, preparing for a set, um, you know, do you? Uh, write out a set list for everything what's your strategy on you know preparing for a for a set and and how strictly do you try to stick to that that plan or that set list and and, and talk about your preparation you know maybe you know weeks out from event and also like just like the the moments before you step on stage as well yeah that's good questions yeah no i i always write a set of what i'm gonna do always like you know i could uh you know, even I could, or maybe I have it in my, in my, in my phone. I'm like 15 minutes set or clean set or dirty set or whatever, you know, like categories so I can remember and then the order or like new bits that I'm working on. So I, I'm always have an idea, definitely. Uh, and uh, a beginning, especially when I'm doing like a, I mean, any kind of set. I mean, I think I'm like, Oh, I'm doing five minutes. Okay. I know I'm doing five minutes. I'm going to do that one, that one. And end with this one, or if I'm doing a 15 minute set, I'm going to do that one, that one. And especially when I'm headlining, I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I'm starting this way and then I'm going this way and then I'm getting, and I'm always trying to end the same way, you know, cause to me, I, I, it has to be, I always like to feel it like it's like a, like a, like a, like a story, like a movie, you know, and you start one way and then you go this and you go that and then you end, you know, so it's kind of like that. And, um, and then also, you know, again, yeah, it depends on, on what kind of show you're doing, but, uh, but uh but yeah i always fight i always feel to me it's very i need to write this stuff so i can have an order but oh you say that if do i deviate from it? yes and that's where you need to have an idea is again i'm a very sports guy so i was like you have the game plan 
But yeah. then when you're playing, something has is gonna change. So because the defense is doing something to you, so you gotta like improvise and change. But then you can always go back to the game plan. You know, so like that's what and like exactly like what happened in the in the um in the show on Saturday night, you know, like like the when I talked to the guy that was injecting the horse shit, you know, like, <laughs> like to me that was like, okay, I'm gonna talk and then I could and then I was like, but then I go back to the stuff and then I can come back and, and tag it in someplace else, you know. So it's like you yeah. have I, I always feel like, yeah, like for me, I do need to have uh, an idea, like a plan, an outline. But it doesn't, but again, don't stick to it because Sometimes shit, uh, you know, like stuff's gonna happen, and sometimes it's not even the a heckler or like somebody talking to you. Somebody that just they're not getting to you. They're just not, they're not with you. So you gotta, so you that's where you need to definitely do the crowd work or something or find something for them to connect with them, and then you go back to your bits. And then there's also sometimes bits that like you know what they're not gonna, uh, they're not getting this kind of bit. So I gotta move on from this category. And and move on, and that's so yes, and I have that. I have things like that that sometimes I jump and then I go back. So, but it's all like again, it's all experience because now it's easier for me to do it. Obviously, because like like I don't need to prepare so much for right. it, you know. Uh, in terms of like oh like rehearsing or whatever, you know, I'm like I go like oh, I'm doing this this this. Blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna work this new bit here if I remember. In that that's it, and I go. But, uh, but, but yeah, I feel like for me, that's the way that I work, you know, it just works for me that way. Everybody's different again. Yeah. And what about moments just before you go on stage? I, I, I was there, so I saw that you did have like a notebook. You, I don't know if you're doing your taxes or, or <laughs> back there, but you did have a notebook. What do you do in the moments before you go on, before you step out? Yeah, no, that's, and then, yeah, that notebook was cause I wrote my outline of what I wanted to do. So then I was like, I'm going to start with this and go do this. And then I'm writing, okay, what's uh, like, I thought of that thing of the, you know, the bicycle exercise thing. Cause I saw it that day. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try oh, to yeah. say that in the beginning. Pedal, just the pedal party. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, it's called that the pedal party. Let's just say, you know, that's even better. But yeah, like, but so I'm going to use that in the beginning to kind of like something that's cause I, especially when you're headlining or any, you know, you kind of want to do something that's, Close, you know where you are. Where you are, where you're at. You know, Brian had mentioned about the people talk all the time about eating barbecue, which is mm -hmm. why I kind of like. Ah, then I'm gonna do this other stuff because people keep hearing about that shit. And but it's good for something to connect with them. Yeah. So then, like, mm -hmm. uh, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do that, and then and then I'm gonna. So yeah, the whole thing was my game plan, my outline of what I wanted to do, the time, because I know like, okay, this is enough time for me to the time that I need to do. And, and then, yeah, so I know where I'm going. I know how, you know, sometimes even by time, I know. I have this mm -hmm. thing where I look at the at my phone sometimes as a bit, but just to know where I am. Because wow. I know like, oh, if I'm here, oh, okay, that means I, gotta, I got so much more material to do. Or like, oh, man, I got I to gotta slow down because I still don't have, no, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. so, I, so, which is cool doing, for me, it works. I mean, I guess for other comics. I don't know if they like it. I like what you have, what you guys have, the the clock right there. Oh, it's because the back to me, room. yeah, yeah, I love it because to me, I know where I am on my set. If I look at the clock and I go like, oh, I'm here and still got a, all these materials I haven't talked about. Ah, I'm cruising, you know. So like, so I like that. 
other comics might not, you know, but to me, that's the way for me to. So yeah, all that thing was just planning what I wanted to do. And I write it all the time. And I, and I, that's also a notebook that I used to actually write my whole thing, like the full thing. Oh, because wow. when I remember, because obviously when I'm doing a bit is now it's just words. Like if I'm doing a, a set, I just go mm-hmm. like, I'm going to talk about this. So I just put the word of the bit. So like I in order, like, okay, that, 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 that. And that reminds me of like, okay, that, uh, you know. Then you use your, your photographic memory. To yeah. I, 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 no, I, I, I literally do it, man. I'm like going, <laughs> I'm like, uh, like, I remember like the, the first, was it the first show or something? Or no, it was the second show. I remember. Or was it, or what? Oh, I think it was in the corporate or whatever that I was like, I, for, I knew that I was like, I'm missing something. I'm missing something because I know I'm not in the time. And, I, and while I'm doing my bits, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, where is it? And then finally, I think I remember I saw the paper. I'm like, oh, this is, and then, and then I went in and then like went back. And so, but it is like, I see it like kind of like a beautiful mind, you know, like <laughs> shit like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. I got to connect this and that. <laughs> hey, hey, quick call out guys. Cause I just found this app and it's working wonderfully for me. It's called comedy companion, all one word. And you know, you found it where there's this little red devil with horns. And uh, it just helps you organize your bits. It's super simple. It's re- maybe too basic, which is kind of nice, but it allows mm-hmm. you to kind of uh, drag and drop all of your jokes. So it allows you to write out your jokes and build set lists. Uh, so Comedy Companion, they're not paying me. I think it's a free app anyway, uh, but, oh, that's cool. but, but check that tool out. Uh, do you mind if I, uh, let's play a little bit of your comedy? A couple minutes? Sure. Yeah, let's, do let's, let's do it. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, like I said, I grew up in Maryland. I turned English on my own. English is a very hard language. Because the thing about English is that you guys got words with letters that are silent. <laughs> like they're there, but you don't mention them. <laughs> like the word salmon. Why is there an L in there? I just have to pretend that it's not there. No, but I see the app. <laughs> oh, he's silent. Then get it out of there. <laughs> Give it to Lollipop. I think to me that's how they should test people in immigration to see if they're American or not. Like at the border, like, sir, please pronounce this word. Salmon. We're gonna have to deport you, sir. There's an L in there. You have to pretend it's not there. That's the American way, sir. I am trying to sound more American too. I want to have an American accent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's not working. You don't sound at all. That's why I'm taking an American accent class. In the class, they tell me that I have to enunciate every word. And the other day, I got pulled over by a cop. So I was like, all right, I'm going to use my American accent. So I'm sitting in my car, and the cop goes over to my window, and I'm like, Hello, officer. 
And what seems to be the problem? <laughs> that cop was like, you're a voice. Why are you talking like that? I'm talking like any American citizen. It's like, do you have anything in the trunk? Not immigrants. <laughs> it's not a salmon. Oh, God. My name is Francisco Ramos. Guys, thank you. I uh, love that bit. That that really like uh, that should be like a sketch. That should be a video that I could watch. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, it's always that. Uh, that's the way I was because I always started with like sketch comedy. Like I love it. Like at SNL and then like and like an improv. So like that's why in a way I think I write that way too. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it just works so well because it's 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 your personal experience. Like yes. it's not like you're manufacturing something yeah. out of thing. You're going, hey, I, English is my maybe second language, and mm -hmm. I'm learning this, and it's yeah. just so honest and real, and and your natural kind of accent just mm -hmm. seems to add so much power to it. Yeah, you know, it makes it so real. Yeah, and I think that's why I don't. I mean, I. I don't, I, I tell, I mean, if you're a comic, you, I mean, to me, it's like you, I was tell. that's another thing that I advise is like, just write from your life. Like, that's it. Like, there's no, you cannot, further, I cannot make stuff up and then do it as a stand up. Like, I cannot, it just doesn't, I would not be able to deliver it well because I know it's a lie. You know what I mean? Like, so I have to write stuff that happened to me that I observed, you know, that, that, uh, that really has some kind of experience, you know, I don't, I just, I just don't, you know, I just don't understand people that I can write from, a, you know, from something like, that's why when people come up to you, like after a show, it's like, you should do this. It's like, yeah, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> Cause first of all, it's not funny, but also, because, no, no, but also because like that, that didn't happen to me, you know, mm -hmm. if it didn't happen to me, how am I going to really, especially with stand up, we do this every time and if it's a good bit you're gonna do it all the time the only way to make it do it to me to do it like you did it the first time is because it's true yeah you know what i mean like when you tell a story to me the example is like so anybody of us you know you have a thing that happened to you when you're a kid when you're in high school that story that you always remember is funny and you always tell it the same way because it happened to you that's the way that you gotta do stand-up because you have that same energy to say it all the time you know that's yeah. And I'd say that that's probably true for almost every comic we talk to, except for, I would say the one, if you're, if anyone's yeah. listening and you're interested in talking to and seeing an interview with someone who completely manufactures a lot of the material, Sam, Sam talent. talent, who he is such a prolific writer, Sam talent, Sam talent. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, he is, he's wrote, he's written a, a, an amazing novel called running the light. All right. And he is just, he's a writer in that yes. sense that's yeah so he is a fiction writer and so uh, he's he's one of the only comics i think we've had on here that was just flat out like yeah i just manufacture a lot of this stuff uh, out of thin air because that's a, a talent that he has that he i mean off. yeah i mean look if it works it works again because to me it's more about it's not what you're saying but I mean, but to me, it's like, first of all, it's the delivery of like, if you're like to me, if you're lying or because you, everybody can tell like, oh, this person really doesn't say have a kid or this person really didn't struggle that much or whatever. You could just tell when somebody's lying. So like, and also to me, I think stand up should be very personal. I think that's the only art that we really 
we want to know about you as a person like mm -hmm. acting other stuff yeah you're playing a different character you right. know you're playing a different thing so stand-up i like stand-up for example like with you guys when you with guys this weekend i got i got you guys are are, are doing well are doing great with your stand-up because I could, I tell, I'm like, oh, like you're like, Brian, you're talking about your kids and you're, you know, trying to have sex with your wife. And then Drew's talking about, his, you know, dealing with a Hispanic woman and that you were, you know, like all the, the Catholics, you know, like that stuff, yeah. like it, it tell, it's about your stuff. So it makes, so after I'm done watching your set, I got to know, oh, I, I know this, who this type of person is in a way, or I know what his point of view is. So to me, that's what I like with comedy because that's how you get people to then become your fans too. You know what I mean? Yeah, they connect with you on a personal level because of, of your material. Yes, because they go like, oh, I went through the same way. I like this, you know, and I oh, did. Yeah. I, so I think that to me, so yeah, if somebody's doing it, you know, like fictional, you know, more power to them, but that, that I could not do that, you know. Yeah, it's a rare, that's an interesting way to do it. I, I yeah. prefer to do it the other way. And, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I like, I like getting to know someone through their bits that's a that's a fun side effect of comedy yeah i i shared something with drew uh it was via text yesterday i think and it, it was inspired by your comedy francisco because uh like this bit for example the the, the second language mm -hmm. you you had this punchline where you know use the l for lollipop and a lot mm -hmm. of comics would be like all right that's the end of the bit but then you always take that uh, a step further. You find another punch with the deported and then tag tag. Mm -hmm. And and I told Drew, he's got this great setup where he talks about see something suspicious, say something suspicious. And he does the, uh, yeah. the backpack thing. I'm like, no, 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 dude, keep milking that there. Yeah. You, you can get three out of that. And I think it was inspired by your, your style of writing. No. Yeah, and I think that's for everybody. Cause I got told that too. When I done bits where people, other comments go like, Oh, you gotta do more of that. And I go like, yeah, you know, I got to And I think that's the thing. Sometimes we, as comics, we forget, like we get the laugh and we're like, oh, we just, we don't want to screw it up. It's like, we want to kind of like, uh, uh, it's like a crystal, like, oh no, I don't want to touch it anymore. <laughs> and it's like, no, nah, man, if it's funny, you got to keep milking it because that's first of all, two things. That's how you want to make the bit uh, funnier and longer. And also that's how you write longer uh, uh, bits. And also that's how you're going to write your hour quicker because those bits are longer. That's what, Every headliner does, especially the ones that we all know, the big ones, they do that. You know, like Chris Rock comes to mind. He fucking, he has a 10 minute bed when he repeats the same premise all the time. <laughs> but they do this. Why? Uh, when you're married, you do this. When you're single, you do this. Does that, that same thing. It's the same joke. It's just same example. It's just different mm -hmm. examples. And that's what it is. Once they're in the, in the, in the uh, journey with you and they know they get it, then you can really milk everything and you'll know you can, and then the best is to push all the way until until you go like okay this is way too much let me just take those last two away and then you find like a good balance you know like a good like way or a, or if you have or if you can make it even to me even better when you find like a closure like a conclusion to me that's when i have those bits that i'm like oh i can really like put a bow in it those are the best because that's kind of like the story is done so, uh, yeah, so yeah, I think a, you got to milk every, just try it. Just keep trying it more and more, man. Yeah. That's such a great tip. I think for, for writers, you know, if you have a bit that's working, you're right. We can't, I'm, you've been in LA for too long. You're talking about crystals, but um, <laughs> I think that's a, we are afraid of ruining or, or like once we have a yeah. job that works, we kind of go, well, that's done. That's I'm it, yeah. away. But no, we just, you should push it until it, 
until and keep adding until people doesn't. tell you dude that's enough man like you literally <laughs> like literally like that's or like you or the crowd's gonna be like because the We're crowd tired. will tell you the, cr the crowd will tell you because let's say you have tags and keep laughing and keep laughing and keep laughing and keep laughing and then if you do too much that the crowd the laugh is gonna go huh, yeah, huh, yeah. Huh, and then they'll tell you okay that's just too much they're not, you know, so that's the perfect way to to know right away. All right, this last two ones are too much, but this five tags, you know, that I can do, or it's not even tags. Again, it's just using a different example of the same bit. Because mm -hmm. I think, because if you do two tags, it's too much, and then people are like, I get it. But if you kind of mask it with like, and this, but it's you're doing the same joke, but you're yeah, just using yeah, a different yeah. example. People don't realize that and they go like, uh-huh, it's another one. And they keep, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a what a great tip is just to keep adding until, you know, and, and I think we probably a, a common mistake might be that we end our bits too early yeah. and you know, push them as far as they could go. And again, that's the thing, because also it's when you start and you're like, you don't want to mess it up and you don't, but also like it's gonna help you then create longer sets too. Yeah. Because again, let's say you have a two-minute bit, but then you you do it where you can have a becomes a four minute bit. Then now you when you have when you have to do ten minutes, you already have a four minute bit that really works. That's yeah. one bit, you know. So like you don't need that many bits, you know. One trick that that we've done with our programming with our shows is we've added. And I told you this, Francisco. We've added themed shows. So we have a oh, yeah. relationship based show. We have a storyteller based show. We have a you look like roast show. And yeah. it just gives you all these different opportunities to stretch out some of those bits and find mm -hmm. more funny. Uh, based on the, the the theme that you have to work with. Yeah, I think those are great ideas. I mean, those are great ideas because, it, yes, as a comic, as a, it helps you stick to one thing so you can focus on that, you know. And also, like, that's the way I write, too, or what, how I order my set list is in categories. So, mm. like, I, I, that's a way for me to easily remember bits, several bits of the same thing, of the same category, because I put them in an order, so like, let's say when I'm talking about relationships, I have all these bits that are just in the relationship under the relationship banner. Mm -hmm. So like, it's going to, it's, it's easier for me to remember them too as well. And then it's easier. And then you also, and then that also helps you to when you have to do a show that let's say a corporate or whatever, that's specifically for one thing, you know, like health, then you have all your health bits mm -hmm. or like, or you have your, or it's a Valentine's day, you have all relationships bits whatever it is so then that then you go like oh i'm just gonna do more of this chunk than the other stuff because this is what they're you know so that also helps like so those shows like that are really helpful for to develop that too you know what i mean yeah and recently added the clean show which has been an, another great uh, yeah and that's industry. a great tool to have i mean it's not a thing that we never i for example like i don't they i got offered stuff to do like clean like specials or like clean and stuff like that and i don't do it because i'm not a dirty comic but i also like to curse, I look. I also like to talk about anything, and I don't want people. And again, going back to the beginning of like, make sure you put something. Make sure you're happy with it because again, let's say you put a special that you do clean comedy, whatever. You get famous of that, and then people come to see you at the club, and then you go like, "What's up, motherfuckers?" And like, oh, <laughs> Adam, and then you're like, oh. and then so that's another thing too. Like you gotta people. So, but I think clean comedy is great because uh, it does, you need to be able to do it because it forces you to write better. Because one thing, when I quickly advise there, never have the punchline to be a curse word or dirty. If you have that, then it's not, then uh, you got to do better. 
because again, if you wanna, if you get to do that show, you need to do that show for a clean show or for a taping or a late night set, and they want you to do that bit, but you cannot have, then it just doesn't work. So always find something. If you have to me, I always curse and I always do all this stuff, but I can always take them out and the bit works the same. You know, like the banana one that I'm doing right now where I go like, um, you got to eat five today, motherfucker. It works the same way because I tried it where I go like, you got to eat five today. <laughs> and it works the same way. The yeah. motherfucker, I do it because it's, you know, like in the club, it gives a little more edges, pump, whatever, but but it, I don't need it. You know what I mean? The so, joke is sound without by, it. Without it. Yeah. So I think, but again, clean comedy is great because you're going to get doesn't matter what type of uh, what uh, uh, category of comedian you are. You will get corporates. You will get private events. You will have to do shows where you don't have where you have to be clean. So you gotta you be better be able to know how to do it. Because if not, you're gonna lose a lot of opportunities too. You know, you don't have to. But to me, it's also like you gotta you know the more opportunities you can have as a comic, especially to make money when you need to make money. It's like you don't want to lose them either. You know, yeah. So don't look for Francisco Ramos on Dry Bar anytime soon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I didn't want. I didn't want to say it, but that was <laughs> you said it for me. But yeah, but that's the thing. Like that one. Like I, I, I admire the comments, but yeah, like for me, I'm like now because I yeah. don't want people to know. Like again, come see me in headlining, and they're like, "Wait, you're talking about sex, and you're talking about that. That's true. It's a bait. It can. It's a total bait and switch for your audience, and they could they could be shocked and and have a bad yes. experience because they had different expectations. And, and especially, I think you get once you get famous of a special or a set mm -hmm. or whatever, and they come to see you the first time. To me, that's the most important one. Yeah, because that's the that's what's gonna define if they're gonna be lifelong fans or not. Mm. you know what i mean it's kind of yeah. like the first time we go see you know music obviously the first time you go see a band live yep. you know you go like if they they better sound the same or fucking better if they <laughs> yeah. don't uh this sucks you know like you're not yeah, gonna like, see them again yeah i'll listen to the records i'm not gonna go see them yeah live you're not even yeah so it's like same thing with stand-up it's like so if you put a like you said a bait and switch if you put them and then people are coming with that expectation mm. and then they go like oh wait a second now nah, then it's just you're going to lose some fans and it's going to be, and again, I don't, it, and then there's the whole thing about like doing stuff that you don't want to do because then you're going to be higher as a clean comic. Yeah. Or as a Christian comic or as a whatever comic. And then like, and then that's all you have to do. And that's not what you want to do. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta, I guess you have to create the material that's going to get you the experience and the opportunities that you want to get, you know, you have to yes. create what you want to get off. Especially when you put out stuff that you put out, I think in the social media aspect of it, because like people see my stuff and then they can ask me, Hey, by the way, do you do, can you do clean, a clean set? Oh yeah, I can. But they already know that I, that's not my thing. Yeah. You know, by the, by the stuff that I have out on my TikTok or whatever, you know, they know that I, that kind of material that I do. So that to me, that's where you want, that's where I like to be where I go like, Oh yeah, I can do clean, but that that's not who I am. I'm yeah, not a clean the, money's right. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, for everything. And, and sometimes it's okay. Cause you, they want to host, you know, cause comics were so, we're like the best person to kind of like that does pretty much everything, you know, yeah. like you could be a host 
You know, mm-hmm. you could be uh, uh, something that moves, you know, whatever. They need somebody that's good in improvising to make keeping the show alive and stuff like that. I've done tons of events like that sure. where I'm not even doing stand-up. I'm just, like, kind of, like, react, whatever. But, like, MC hosts. Yeah, like but they want you. But, again, like, can you do a – can you be a professional in that setting? You know, are you not going to be, like, saying some – like crazy fucking thing you know what i mean <laughs> very true very true let's uh let's do this let's get into uh to last laugh let me play this graphic real quick it's weird it's weird i know <laughs> All right, you can swear on your on your tombstone if you want. Oh, good, um, good. I, I should. I mean, what the fuck? I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> but the way it works is, it's your joke, somebody else's joke, some alive or dead, whatever. What do you want the last joke to remember by on your tombstone, Francisco Ramos? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I just, uh, I think just uh, like a little, like nice. It'd be like, um, like a serious thing, and then like the joke thing. I mean, the serious thing would be like. Uh, be yourself. I think that's the main thing to, for everybody. Just like with stand up, the main thing is just be yourself, be who you are. But also, and then the, I think the first joke that I ever that I did that kind of like became like I guess my first single, if you want to put it like in comedy <laughs> or in music, is the the beaches joke. Is like the first where I say there's a lot of uh, bitches in Venezuela because I can't pronounce beach. I can't still do it, but like, so I like Venezuela has a lot of bitches, you know? So, so yeah, that I guess just put beaches and, or be, you know, and it's all, so that, that would be the Be thing. yourself beaches. Be, yes. There it is. There it is. Be yourself beaches. That's it. Well, good stuff. Man. It was, awesome. it was a, quite a pleasure working with you. Awesome to have you on the show. Yeah. Uh, tell people where they can find you. You t- mentioned TikTok. Where, where's all your. All yeah. Your so, and Instagram and TikTok as at, and Snapchat too, at F Ramos Comedy. That's my social handle, F Ramos Comedy. And then uh, on Twitter, Francisco Ramos. Uh, you know, and then obviously you can Google and then find me on you know, all this stuff and YouTube as well. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to say too, uh, great job to you guys. You're doing a great job. I was just telling a, I just did another podcast before and I was telling a, a comic about you, what you guys are doing over here, over there in Houston. So keep doing what you're doing. Cause you're doing a great, I mean, you're doing great, you know, in terms of like setting up the shows and everything and, you know, uh, promoting the shows. And uh, so keep doing what you're doing because I think you're building something good over there. And uh, we'd love to come back when you guys have the new, the new arena. That sounds yeah. great, man. Well, thanks for coming over. You were, you were a true professional to work with and we appreciate the kind words. What was the name of that podcast? Now I got to listen to it. Uh, well, it's actually, it was actually a good podcast too, because they, it's about the business side of the stand up or the industry and stuff like that is, uh, yeah. Allah is by this uh, comic called Latif. Uh, uh, I'll send you the link of it, but like, yeah, I think, uh, but it's a good one too, because they talk, he interviews other comics about like the business side of it, of like, of like, of entertainment and the standup, which is also something that, that we have to learn as we go. And it's good to know about it too, you know. It's one of the things that most comics could use a lot of help on. So yeah, man, because it's, we'll check it out. Yeah. So I'll send you the link. I'll send you guys the, uh, the link and text. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Francisco. Thank you. Thanks for everybody for listening. This Thanks has been Breaking Down Bits. Peace. Bye. Hello. Thanks for listening to Breaking Down Bits. You can keep in touch or get more when you follow at Breaking Down Bits on social media 
visit the website breakingdownbits.com or shoot us an email at breakingdownbits at gmail.com.